October is now upon us, which means we're long enough into the season that I think we can start to put lists in order. Guys, on today's episode of the Jersey Wall Podcast, it's the player power rankings, the best start to this season. We hope you enjoy. because anybody could do a club power ranking okay it's easy to put that r word up there and be like oh yeah we're just gonna rank who's in the best form who's on the most games no 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 the players have more of a claim to do it because some of them have been in crazy form some of them have not hit the ground running some are doing really well on the pitch but not so well on like the score sheets there's so many intangibles to factor in that's why you come to the jersey wall podcast ladies and gentlemen hello and welcome to episode number 213 of the jersey wall podcast as always i'm your host mr nathan santos and with me the rotating cast of co-hosts continues brethren is back the hot seat we back. only ever have one arab bum in it and today <laughs> it's yours bro welcome back brethren always great to be back such a pleasure and me and i are in good moods because last night we went to go see andrew schultz which made for some Fantastic very, show. very, very fun evenings. Um, lots of fun. But listen, the real evening started on the train ride back. Now, normally, we get right into the footy. And, and you know, we will. We will. I promise. But this is too good to not start with. So I have to tell you what happened. Yeah, tell me tell me what happened when we got off the train, bro. Because we got off a stop before you guys. You guys being you and Joe. So right. two-thirds of think- the Jersey Wall here experienced something that, that the other third didn't. Yeah, and you think, well, what can happen here? Okay, so throughout the train ride, as we're going back, Joe and I, and I mentioned to you a few times, we're observing these people on the train who are trying very hard to close a door between two carts. And this is really, really important. So I want everybody to stay with me. Now, (laughs) these doors don't close all the way because they have to be opening for when people walk in and out of them, okay? Now, for whatever reason, this one was stuck open. Something to do with these people. It didn't matter. It didn't really matter that this door was open, but it, it bothered yeah. the 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 young ladies who were sitting there, right? So they're trying hard for about forty odd minutes to close this door. They're using force. They're trying to find sensors. They're trying to push. They're trying to lock it when it's closed. And they realize, wait, I can't do that because somebody's going to be walking by. They won't be able to get to the next cabin, and that's it. That's a like dangerous, right? So and just when they think they've closed it, something happens. It opens again. So Joe and I are laughing, watching this, right? But they don't know that we see that this is happening. And I'm trying to tell you as discreetly as possible, like this is happening, and it's very, very funny. So after enough time passes, it, it seems that they give up. We reach your station stop. You guys all get we off. Get Joe off. and I yeah. are sitting there for the rest of the time. Well, now Joe and I are sitting at the upper part of this train, and we have three girls who are walking from their seats towards us. And they're, they're yelling, Michael, 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 oh, <laughs> Michael. So I, I'm looking around, like almost like comically, like as though a cart, like you look left, you look right, you're looking behind you, you're like, who's Michael? Right. Me? Because it looks like you're looking at me, but I'm not Michael. You know those like super embarrassing moments where it feels yeah, like someone's waving to you in public? Wave and you say, yeah. And they're not, and you're like, oh no. So I thought that this is what was happening to me. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. So obviously they're not talking. So whatever, I'll just resume with Joe. They're like, Michael. And at this point, it's very clear they're talking to me. I'm like, what? What are you guys talking about? Now, Mina, do you remember anything about what these women were wearing on this train? One of them was wearing like a red hoodie. I can't put together what, what was on it. They were all wearing different Toronto FC memorabilia. Okay. So it occurs to me. That, no. In TFC gear. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
this is my reaction. These three girls come up to me on the train, screaming Michael, wearing their TFC kit. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And then it hits me. What's my reaction? Oh, I, I see. Okay, right. I'm Michael Bradley. So, <laughs> no word of a lie. As soon as you get off the train, I have three women come up to me thinking Michael that I'm Bradley, Michael Bradley. Bro. I'm yeah, Michael, Bradley. Michael Bradley is a bum who takes the TT. <laughs> takes the exactly. Right after no, he's just some gig. just bald dude with a beard. Is obviously like different face shape, different color facial hair. Obviously taking the train afterwards. I'm Michael Bradley to these girls. So I went. Oh, I see. I'm Michael Bradley. Ha ha. So that's and that's verbatim what I said. So Joe loses it, starts laughing because he's like, "Bro, said oh." <laughs> for me, I'm, Joe tells me afterwards, he's like, "Bro, I thought they recognized you from the jersey." <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like no bro there's just there's no way so anyway they, they all come up to me. they're like hey can we take a selfie with you i'm like yeah okay sure there's no and way so, they think you're michael bradley bro I don't, i'm sure they were taking the piss but to me i'm just like yeah. oh i understand what's happening now because but you have to remember mina they spent 40 minutes trying to close a door so we have to understand that maybe they did genuinely believe this because clearly intellect not there on the intellectual level yeah right they just they weren't necessarily there so I, what do I do? I take selfies with with these chicks. Like, no, oh, you don't. High five. I do <laughs> high fives, fist bumps all around, and they're like, "Bye, good job playing today." I'm like, "Okay, thanks." So Joe and I are laughing. Yeah, I'm on the go train. This is the silliest thing. Like, yeah, yeah. How did this? How did this happen? All this the budget the is going to Lorenzo Insignia's con contract. Literally. So then we get to Clarkson. The next stop, Joe and I are, are getting off the train. So we have to walk back towards where they're sitting to get off the train, and now they've informed their friend group so now even more people are sitting there waiting for like bye mike and i have a fleet of high five. can you give me a high five a fist bump and everything else so i do and uh so that's the that's the time that i was mistaken for my i family. need to hear this story from joe man in my head i'm thinking that this is this is like my teacher approach to when little girls who are in early grades like mr santos will you be my tiktok mr santos will you give me a high five or a fist bump I, like i'm used to having people fangirl over me but to be on the train <laughs> this with other guy, adults. man, stop it. No, no, it's true, bro. This is this ah. is what I this is like. I'm very used to this. This is this just comes with the territory. So I'm like, bro, they're fans. I suppose it's a compliment because they seemed excited, but like anybody in my life compares with Michael I don't think Bradley. So, man. I, I'm sick no, yeah. of my stuff. I don't like, think so. I, yeah, Michael so Bradley's not a compliment. footballer of all time. I would that's, rather that's be called Mr. Clean. <laughs> Michael Bradley's not a compliment. At least Mr. Clean, you're no. useful for something. At one point it was. If several years ago I'd be like, yeah, I'm the captain of this side. Now it's like, oh my God, the aging, any position will not do. Michael Bradley can't play no, anyone I, yeah. else. John Joe Shelby is a bigger compliment. <laughs> if we're keeping it to strict nowadays. football, yeah, yeah. Mr. Clean Literally. is by far a bigger compliment. So so this genuinely happened. And I thought that it should kick off. Love the your show sponges, today. bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let everybody know. <laughs> That yes, I get recognized in public for being a public figure, but for it nothing. has nothing to do with this. Shit. <laughs> just it is what it is, man. Anyway, these are the player power rankings. Michael Bradley will never feature in any of these. I've scoured the earth for the best starts to the new campaigns because obviously I can't really include leagues that happen, like MLS, for instance, or leagues in the Southern Hemisphere that started several months ago that are coming to an end now. I can't include that. I have to start from like ground zero basically which is august season starts or so everybody yep. who is on this list has played less than 10 games this season and that's important right so what i've done i've done my best to put a list in order 10 to 1 will go through it followed by some honorable mentions uh because some some have stat padded a little bit some had like really really good games and it it, bulked, it boosted their stats 
some don't have that much of an impact on an actual game, but still have crazy like scoreline statistics. And the other thing was trying to factor in players who are not involved on the score sheet. Like that's a really tough ask yeah. because a lot of these are people, that's how you quantify it mostly with within the realm of form. Like it's hard to say, oh yeah, well, uh, you know, I'll include defensive midfielders into this or I'll include center backs into this because they could be freaking unreal. But how could I present an argument that their contributions have been more meaningful than 10 goals? There's a conversation to be had here that I could put Rodri at number one, but I will tell you right now, I have factored this in based on goal involvement so far this season. Okay. Yep. Especially when it has mattered most. So all this being said, are we ready to start, dude? I'm ready, man. Let's get into it. Who's your number I'm 10? thrilled. Let's put the power rankings in. And I start in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia with the greatest player of all time. Cristiano Ronaldo is Aww. kicking off our list here. Because, <laughs> Vina, no, listen, this is important. This is significant, okay? This player actually has more goal involvements than any other player who I have on this list here. And I put him at last because I, I'm quantified. Well, it's, it's Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. So there's only really like four games that you could play in that season. That would be super meaningful. The rest don't really matter. Hardy has a trophy this season. He he went to El Nassar and started this campaign of players going to Saudi Arabia. That that happened. But I'm even Odion Ingallo did that. Yeah, Please. that was the start. Stop. That's yeah. what convinced CR7 to go. He's like, wait, Odion Ingallo did He's that. Like, Bro, I gotta go. I gotta go there. I looked at this and he obviously he didn't win last season, right? which yeah. means that this year was a bigger deal. But what happened was this summer, a lot of Saudi clubs said, no, no, we're, we're about to blow this blow this up, which means that it's not a foregone conclusion at any point for Al Nassar to actually become champions of this league, right? We agree? Yep. We agree. Okay. In seven games played so far this season, the 38-year-old greatest of all time has 10 goals and five assists. That's meaningful. That's meaningful, dude. 15 goal involvements in seven games as a 38-year-old. I don't care what league you're playing in. That's important, dude. They put a team around him and he's succeeding. That's, if anything, proof that that could still happen. You know what I mean? Like, we write players off right. because, well, maybe they don't have XYZ anymore. Look what happened. Who did they put around him? They put Laporte in defense. They put uh, Brozovic in midfield. They put Taliska, Otavio, and Mane to surround him in attack. And now all of a sudden, CR7's got some teammates. Guess what? He's cooking. Again, it's it's really remarkable to see this. Yeah. And I want to give my GOAT the respect. And I use GOAT to antagonize here, right? Like, we, we all know this. Let's let's, let's yeah, not yeah. be childish about this. I'm doing this to antagonize. I put him at number 10 because I think it's important to give credit where credit is due. <clears throat> this is a lot of goal involvement so far this season. And on this show, we've given credit to Saudi Arabia for improving the quality of the league drastically. It's not like he doesn't show up in some of these big games. He's got goals against the bigger opposition in this league as well. But even if he didn't, dude, 15 goal involvements at any rate, anywhere in the world, in seven games, that's a crazy return, and I applaud you for it. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, the fact that he's been able to keep going like this is is very very amicable. Um, I think there's three or four genuine contenders for the Saudi league, right? And you're thinking of... Etihad, yeah. whatever, like we don't have to call them, uh, uh, but th- yeah. three or four genuine contenders against the most, and uh, and and he's doing it still. So, uh, no idea what his performances are like, but if the ball's in the back of the net, then the ball's in the back of the net. He's doing it in job, fairness, right? though, to Edouard Mendy, the goal against him was hilarious, <laughs> where yeah, it, was it was so smoky, and it's just like right. shoot and inshallah for both of them, inshallah. where he, like yeah. Ronaldo shot, he was like, I think. I know where the goal is. I've done this 900 times. Like, I'm pretty sure it's right there. <laughs> Literally. So I'm, I'm just so I know where the far, I can do this with my yeah. eyes closed, bro. I know where the far post is. And Mendy's like, 
Where's Wait, the ball? I'm supposed to save without seeing the ball. Like this is a different task for me, right? I don't. I gotta. I gotta be able to feel where this is. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a great point, right? Like he's up there at, at least so far this season. Output. He up knows there. how to score goals, sure. and and he is. And to be honest, let's quantify this another way. Mitrovic been outstanding since he's arrived there. Scored six. Yeah. Kareem Neymar Benzema not, not settling in the same way. Neymar hasn't scored a damn thing. Some players are, are hit. even Mane. Mane doesn't, Mane's not 10 yeah. goal involvements. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, they're all getting there. They're all, you know, we, we talk about like, it's easy. Oh, well, he'll just go there and score a thousand goals. It, it's right. often way easier said than done, but to actually see it being done, you're like, kind of got to hold your hands up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If those 10 goals and no assists, you'd be like 10 and seven is a decent return. 15, very, very respectable return. And I, I, for the sake of, I won't say sport washing, but for the sake of not overindulging the Saudi accomplishments ahead of the European ones, because I think it's important we maintain the integrity of the sport here. Everybody else is in a is in Europe's top five leagues on this yep. list. Okay. And to be honest, probably better than CR7 is currently, which I think is also important because, you know, we're talking about quality here. I mean, if, if they weren't, then he would still be in Europe, right? So it's, it's just a factor still, of it. Yeah. We're going to go to number nine and number nine, I have a debate and I think it's cool to just this Ooh. one position, because if I didn't include Sarah seven, one of these guys would be at number 10, Okay, but they have both contributed extremely meaningfully to their respective sides. They have the same amount of goal involvements in the same amount of games, though one is slightly more goal heavy and one's more assist heavy. Okay. Liverpool's Mo Salah and Arsenal's Bukayo Saka both have played eight games this season. They both have four goals. Sorry, they both have uh, eight goal involvements. Salah's got four goals, four assists. Saka's got five goals, three assists. Okay. I want to ask you if we're ranking these dudes, like who's who has more of a claim to be in this power ranking? Or to be honest, let's say one of them will be bounced to ten if we if we use Sarah. Nine A and like, nine B, right? Nine A, nine B, exactly. How do you how do you rate these two? Because both of them have a, have a claim to this, right? And to be fair, we should absolutely not push back this conversation about Liverpool getting screwed yesterday. This is not right. the show for Liverpool sympathy. We've been saying this for years and years and years. Dude, did you see the goal? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. Even prim- I, a hater. Dead. Dude, even I, as a, as a hater, a despiser of Liverpool football, can fully concede that was a goal. And they got absolutely screwed. They should have won that. Yeah. And that's that's absolutely ridiculous that that decision. Luis Diaz's goal was clearly onside. And, and the reason for this goal being disallowed was apparently the VAR team thought the goal on the field, uh, sorry, the decision on the field was that it was a goal. And so they said the decision on the field is correct. The decision on the field was actually that the goal was ruled offside. So they deemed it, yep, proceed with it. That's ridiculous. That is, like, do do you not have communication? Like, you have constant communication with the, with the VAR refs. I, I don't understand how that can happen. Are you just sitting there playing solitaire or something? Like, the, it should not be happening with this these many eyeballs. And and let's be frank here. Like, two of the best teams in the league on form this season, right? Like, Spurs have have been playing really well. Liverpool have been on good form. Like, this is definitely the biggest game of the weekend. Get it right, dude. Every single person watching saw that's a goal every single person watching saw Luis Diaz doesn't celebrate because the flag is up what is the VAR team doing to think that the on-field decision was that 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 stood as a goal are you not watching it's happening They're you're there watching 
definitely not watching. It's impossible to me because even if you're in the stadium, you don't have the screens. Are you not like? What are we at now? Game week seven. Watching the game, bro. Something like that. Seven or eight. Something like that. Tell me one single game week where there wasn't a a VAR inconsistency Mm. shout. What are we doing here? Like, and it's only in England. Like, I know I don't watch all the other leagues, but you do. Does this happen in any other league? No, it doesn't. (laughs) But I do. Like. Pat on the back for Nate there. <laughs> you know, that's the problem here, right? Like people that don't watch the other leagues don't hear about this because it doesn't happen. Like if this was mm. happening in other leagues, it would make our news feeds. But right. even the people that are watching the other leagues know that this isn't happening. So why is it only getting this coverage in England? Why is it so crazy that in the Premier League, the, the most competitive league on earth, why is this always happening? And every single game week, there hasn't been one single game week where we've had just a normal weekend of football with no var shouts well i'll tell you like there definitely are bad decisions that go, that happen in other leagues as well but it it really really does feel like to be honest the this refereeing in particular is corrupt and i don't want to get into a whole side tangent because it's not the point of today's episode but let's be real the premier league makes the most amount of money in the entire world and the world cup go uh, offside technology was introduced and offered to the Premier League and they decided we're not going to proceed with that. Yeah. There would be zero zero incidences of this occurring if that technology existed. The Premier League opted to not do that. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous that that happened. So the other leagues even like in La Liga where they said we're not going to use goal line technology, another one. Ridiculous decision for that to happen. Yeah. We could probably spend a meaningful amount of time talking about you know, actually, shout out to Hassan. He texted me yesterday. He's like, dude, you should do uh, a top five PGMOL apology episode. Like mm-hmm. the most, the times that they've had to apologize. Oh, yeah, sorry, you messed up. It's it's a little pathetic now. But that's a side tangent because that did happen. However, going back to the debate at hand here, which is Salah versus Saka. Saka. It feels like, correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel as though the perception on Mosala is that he's cooled his form over the last couple of years. Like he's yeah. not that same dude that he once was, which was electrifying, rapid, clinical goal scorer. And yet his return is eight for eight. Yeah. Why does it feel like people, like either it's people falling off the bandwagon or we're not appreciating the fact that he's generating these numbers or the fact that maybe Holland's taking some of the, the limelight. And so therefore it's not being shed onto him. Bro has eight goal involvements in eight games. And I, I feel as though he's not being put into the conversations that he was once being put into. Why does it feel that way? Uh, it's also important to say that I think he had like 30 goal contributions last year. So it's, it's still crazy numbers, right? So I, I don't know why he's not being put in those conversations. Maybe it's because he's, Outside of the golden boot shell, maybe it's because Liverpool have been having bad years, but mm. most Salah is definitely still in that conversation. Like, and just yeah. he's one of the most productive players in the league and one of the most productive players in Europe. Consistency, yeah. r- consistently, regardless of who's in the front three with him, and regardless of who's playing behind him. When they've had troubles, and and the the whole argument was it was Trent crossing and Shalan Salah is getting on the end of it. When that wasn't happening last season, he was creating his own chances and he was also creating for other people. So Mm. it's not a fact that Salah has cooled off. And if anything, he's continuing this white hot form, but maybe not in the golden boot situation, right? So I think Kane and and Holland 
outperformed him in goals, but I think he's had a different role in the in the Liverpool team now with the shuffling that they've had on the front three as of late. Mm-hmm. And uh and he's seen as an all-around contributor now rather than a than a focal point um goal scorer, right? And I think that's right. what it was a few years back when it was Salah Mane and, and Firmino, where Firmino and Mane were sharing a little bit more of the responsibility and Salah was just all about the goals. Now it's it's all around contributions from him and, and nobody can can put any of that against him. No, I think that's fair. And I think you mentioned it really well there. The fact that Liverpool are not in the same conversation that they were in a few seasons ago. Yeah. It feels like because they're not in that conversation, he's not in that conversation. Because quite frankly, there's other things people are talking about at Liverpool now. Whereas a couple of seasons ago, they weren't. They were like, yo, this is crazy. The kind of form that that's a lot can generate. Yeah. Now, that being said, giving Mo his props, because we, I think we've done that plenty like we've given him plenty of props considering we don't like to praise liverpool let's go to saka he's the polar opposite right he's basically that figure now that that's mm-hmm. was a few years ago it was the star boy winger in the team that's pushing for first and you have the fact that of course saka's english and he's it seems like he's leading this kind of next gen for england he's got eight games played between the champions league and domestically five goals uh and three assists. And I think that's one and one in the Champions League. One goal, one assist in one game in the Champions League. And then four goals, two assists in the Prem. Okay. That's really decent return for yeah. him. Right? Like very decent return. I'm I because I'm kind of torn. I'm torn whether it's do I put more value on the on the bigger competition that Saka's playing in the Champions League versus the Europa League for Salah? Yeah. Or do I put more importance on Who's more influential for their team? And I think that's Salah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. on the fence here, and it's kind of 51-49 between these guys. And and when that's the case, I'm just gonna go with take your pick based on your biases. And and yeah. I don't disagree with you regardless of which way you go. So I know people will be more hyped about Saka. I mean, especially people in England will be more hyped about Saka because of their biases. I'm going to be more yeah. hyped about Salah because of my biases. So it, right. I'll, right. I'll have to go for Salah, but understanding that these guys are so neck and neck based on their output and based on how important they are to their teams. But maybe Salah is playing for a team that is in the Europa League. Maybe they've got a little bit easier opposition in those mm. stages, whereas Saka is playing on a bigger stage in the Champions League right now. And also, yeah. I think shouldering that pressure that is on them to race behind city but i do think that liverpool might be a a sneaky third horse in this race so 100 yeah i'll I'll go with salah but i I, again i I wouldn't hold it against you if you went with saka yeah i think i have to for the sake of the show go with saka because i think that his importance can't be understated and i'm i'm not really neutral because i'm pretty anti-liverpool but i don't have like preference for either of these two players in particular i just think that saka has kind of entered himself into this discussion of being like one of the world's best playing off the wing and the fact that arsenal are that team pushing city pushing for leagues now we can't really look at the end of last season as something to hold against saka especially not in this conversation because it's this season's power rankings it's not by the end of the season it's really not about how you start it's how you finish and i'm sure he wants to keep form like this all the way throughout the season. That's how you become world-class, right? When you're the reason that your team's winning trophies, that's a big deal. And to be honest, Arsenal have a lot of really good things going for them. But I think that Saka becoming not just a player who's like influential on a game, right? Not just a player who has crazy take-ons and progressive carries, but a player who's consistently scoring or creating assists. 
that is meaningful because he's Massive. doing everything that you that you'd need and want and hope and expect of this player to be doing. So, and Arsenal are higher in the table. We can't, yeah. you know, we can't, you can't take, take that it away, away from, from them, them either. In so, more difficult competition. I don't know who's had the more difficult run in, but I think it's yeah. pretty even. Yeah. I, and so for, for that reason, I'm going to go with Saka. I'm going to give him the credit. Yeah. And I'm going to say that my number nine, 9A anyway, is Saka. And then I'll put someone underneath him. But that'll be yeah. an interesting like race for this season. Like, because that'll be a, a right wing so. race that people will look yeah. at. Be like, oh, who had the better season? Especially when Arsenal play Liverpool. Right, whenever they play each other, That's that'll true. be the the highlighted fixture. It'll be like, oh, well, it's Salah versus versus um, Saka. Saka, thank you, bro. Their names are too similar. Like, it's just... <laughs> the mandem. We move up to number eight. Let's do it. Some people might be upset with me that I put number eight because both of these players are very, very, very good players. So both of them could have a stake to be higher up on this list. Going forward, what I've tried to do largely is people who are outperforming the amount of games played that they have. So right. they either have more goal involvements or they're leaders of something, or they've really impressed me because they've taken massive leaps from last season, or they have more goal involvements than games that they've played. That's that's a pretty occurring theme uh, going forward. And number eight, I have Julian Alvarez, bro. Ooh, show your Yo, work. Julian Alvarez is has this stepped reactive? up. Is this reactionary because of the free kick from yesterday? But or and maybe it would be if it was his first free kick of this season, but it isn't even. <laughs> That's the second direct free kick that he scored this season. Bro, the Alvarez Holland, and obviously Holland will be spoken about later on the show. This partnership of Julian Alvarez and Erling Holland is not something that I necessarily anticipated, but the amount of goal when they're together on the field, I feel I don't know the exact stat, but they've done something close to between them when they're both on the field. They've contributed to like 38 goals. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's we not don't this season think... though, right? That's in general. No, no, that's in general. That's yeah. including last season. Wow. But think of last season's Julian Alvarez. Do you remember Julian Alvarez playing a whole lot for Man City? No, not that much. No, because he didn't play a whole lot for Man City. He still got like nine goals though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he, he did really well for Argentina in the World Cup. That's last season. But it's like, we don't think of Julian Alvarez as being that, like, that dude last season. This season, he basically has been. City have very, very good players all the way to player number like 14 in their squad. But they don't have that deep of a team. We don't go to like 18 and 19 of very, very, very good players, right? What's happening right now at City, people will see their 11 and go, I can't believe City have this much quality. And what it does is they go, they actually start to forget about who's missing. So here's who's missing right now for City. Kevin De Bruyne, injured. Bernardo Silva, injured. Rodri, suspended. Hey, Mina. You know who the three best midfielders are on planet Earth? Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. So we're missing one, two, and three of the best midfield on the planet. That's who's not available for selection right now for Man City. So yeah, who are we going with alternatively? Alvarez at the 10, Mateo Kovacic, and Nunj. That's like not bad as an alternate pairing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not compl complaining about that. But that's not the same. That's not the same as the no, world's yeah. best. Julian Alvarez has filled the gap of which player? You go, okay, well, you know, he's like a, like a striker, right? He's been freaking Kevin De Bruyne. Julian Alvarez has, in the Prem this season, six goal involvements, three goals, three assists. In the Champions League, he's the, he's the joint top scorer right now because he had a brace in the first game. He's made himself undeniable in the team this season. It might be. It might be because Kev is absent. And when Kevin's back, then he's going to have to start rotating and sharing right. his minutes again. But for right now, Alvarez has become the guy. 
And I don't know when the hell this happened, but it's like right away from this season, Pep's like, no, I trust, I trust Alvarez. He's going to be the guy. He's going to have that. Alvarez can play make. He can carry. He never stops running. He can spray the ball. Who the hell yeah. knew that? And his instincts are unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, can score direct free kicks. So from the set piece, <laughs> he's also nasty. I've fallen in love with this player who it's only getting better by the day because we paid less than 20 million for this dude. And last thing you go, well, he's one for the future. He's one for right now, bro. The influence he's having on this city team right now is he's filling the boots of Kevin freaking De Bruyne, the best midfielder on planet Earth. So in eight games played, five goals, three assists, that's eight for eight. That's incredible. Dude, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's genuinely When incredible. you consider last season, he wasn't a starter. He wasn't even a half the minutes kind of player. He was a yeah, rotation yeah. piece. He's become I think, City's I think 10. People expected what the hell that. happened? Yeah, I think people expected that to continue this season, but obviously not like maybe out of necessity, but um, we'll see. We'll see if he continues to play when those players come back. But on form, I don't think you can drop him because he's making himself undeniable. Like you're right. When when those players come back, it's weird to say, but Bernardo, if Julian Alvarez is still on fire, maybe just if it's not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So keep him in the team. That's just it. Like, there's a difference between making the most out of the out of your opportunities and taking the rings. Yeah, I taking feel it like Alvarez yeah. here is going. This is I'm that guy in this team now. I just want everybody to understand. I don't care who's coming back. They're gonna find their way to play in this team with me, not for me. And last mm -hmm. season, people were like, "Oh man, that's crazy." You play Holland for. 60 minutes and you just sub on Alvarez. And that's exactly what happened. Most games, Holland's playing maybe 60 minutes because he's going to play every game and, and Julian's playing the last three. So he's playing like a third of the minutes and then he's starting the games that, that Holland's not playing in the cups and such. Yeah. He's been playing more minutes than Holland this season, bro. Because when Holland gets subbed off in the 60th, Alvarez goes, cool, guess I'm moving to striker now. Shifts up top, top, yeah. It's crazy how versatile this dude can adapt and he's got everything i'm so excited by this player and yeah part of it is the city biases don't get me wrong but if he only had two goal involvements i wouldn't i wouldn't put this conversation forward right obviously i think we can yeah. agree on that three goals three assists plus the champions league contributions that's super super meaningful for a wonderful player so thank you julian alvarez for stepping up in these tough moments bro <laughs> okay that's a big deal and that's all i got for number eight now move up yeah let's go number seven Number seven, I got Robert Lewandowski. Ooh. Okay. Apparently, not spoken about here's usually what... well enough within his Barcelona days. No, I, I think that's part of it. Now, apparently, world-class players find a way. Isn't that so interesting? Doesn't matter it's what's shocking. going on. Shocking it's news. It's shocking that no matter what, he's just like, no, I'm Robert Lewandowski, so I'm going to score goals. Here's what happened. <laughs> when the season started, Barca were looking a little bit rocky, right? Like Lewandowski developed a really good relationship with uh, Dembele to, throughout yeah. most of last season. And there were things that Barca did well with Gavi, with Pedri to make the team take and, and Lewandowski is going to put the ball in the net. But Pedri's injured again. That's a big deal. And they lost Dembele. So he didn't have the greatest start to this season because a lot of the things that worked around him to help him be Lewandowski and get those goals, they, they weren't there. Then Barca went out and got a little Joao Felix. Barcelona went out and promoted some kid named Lamine Yamal. And these dudes can freaking play. And because of that, Robert Lewandowski has found his feet again. He's like, oh, look, I got players who want to play off a nine. That's perfect because now I can return back to my form. In nine games played this season, Robert Lewandowski, six goals, four assists. That's 10 really? goal involvements in nine games. And you know who's not talking about that? 
almost anybody. We forgot. Anyone. We write him off. We anyone. just think, oh, he's, he's having a bad season. The perception is that Lewandowski is having a bad season and he's already got 10 goal involvements, which is more than the amount of games he's played. I would like that bad season in any team. Any team wants that bad season. Speak to this, please. For for kind of, especially with the striker struggles going on at Manchester United. Wouldn't you love if your bad season for a striker was outperforming the amount of games you have played? I would love that. If he's having a bad season and Barcelona fans wants to get rid of him, give me, give me that because he will find the net regardless of what team you put him in. It's almost like if you put players that do good stuff around, you know, an elite level striker, that the elite level striker is going to find the back of the net. There's a reason this is the hardest job in football. And it's the, it's a reason why he got robbed of um, basically two Ballon d'Ors and (laughs) he's showing it now. Right. So yeah, I found it a little bit weird um, before, obviously they got Joao Felix that, that they were not trying to get the best out of him, but now that they have Joao Felix and, and they, like you said, Laminia players that do really like to play off a main striker. And he's like, wait, wait a minute. I'm a main striker. Yeah. He's like, Oh, that's me. Look at I that. can do this yeah. job. <laughs> so he really is filling in in the boots of what a main striker should be. And he's also allowing Joao Felix to flourish because all of a sudden we're finding out, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Diego Simeone ball for, made us forget what you were. But now we understand, oh, this is the real Joao Felix. Okay. We get to see the best out of him. We get to see the best out of Lewandowski. And then we get to be pleasantly surprised by Lamine Yamal, who's, what, 16 or 12 years old? How about this, Mina? Ready? He'll be... This is going to upset you. I know I said this once on the show before, but I have to say it again. He will be 23 in 2030. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous. There's just no way. That that's who that's how young that player is. But since we spoke about Joao Felix, I was going to leave him for the honorable mentions afterwards. But since we're on him, let's let's throw him in as like the little like the coat, the 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 the, the cape that goes on Lewandowski. If he's the hero, Joao Felix is like wrapping his arms around him no and case. ready to help out. Okay, <laughs> Joao <laughs> Felix domestically, okay, in La Liga, five games played, four of them were starts, one goal, one assist. You go, okay, nothing to sneeze. That's not too bad. They're winning games by one goal. Those goals have been important. In the Champions League, in one game, two goals, one assist. Joint top scorer in the Champions League. And seeing that, right, because that means that together we have basically, what, three goals, two assists in in six games? That's cool. Bro. That's nothing to laugh at. Let's not forget, that was Joao Felix's, like, total season return sometimes (laughs) under Simeone. Because Simeone's like, we don't play football. And also at Chelsea. Like, that's not what we do. At Chelsea. This is five goals and five goal contributions in six games is, is nothing to laugh at. Like, like that is almost the goal contribution a game. Like, what are literally? You guys about? And people are pissed about it. Like, bro, I think what's happening now is people, people who watch Barca. I know it's, it's hard, very hard to do in Canada these because there's lots of people. There's lots of people in the world who are only watching Prem, right? So people yeah. criticize. They'll go, I never watched La Liga. I only saw Joao Felix at Chelsea, and even then, he wasn't very good. Chelsea sucked. He sucks. I hate this. Because those who believed in Joao Felix deserve the flowers that Joao Felix is getting now, which is, you see how happy he is when he's playing? Like, if you watch yeah. Joao Felix, he, he no matter like what's happening in the game, Shawshanked. like, he's so free. He's <laughs> like, he crawled elbow yeah. through crap for a whole From mile Stamford to come Bridge out on the other all side. the way to not come. No. Yeah, to the city of Barcelona, just so not the Olympic. Imagine when he's playing at the camp now, how great this player will be. I hope that there's a way that Barca can keep him because obviously it's very early on, but 
when we talk about Joao Felix went for 126 million euros. Okay. Yeah. And he never, he never filled the boots that was expected of him. If there's a scenario where Barca can cough up enough money to basically tell Atletico Madrid, like, like F off. Cause let's be real. Like, come on, look at him. He's happy. He's happier with me than he ever was with you. Just, can we just f- come to something, an agreement? Let it free. Exactly. Like, bro, don't the, please. I hope to God, Atletico Madrid, not like, Oh cool. Joao Felix is like the best player in the league this year. Yeet! Pull him back and then just ruin him again next season. I'll be so devastated. But in this scenario that Joao Felix can stay at Barca, I think that this is going to be the closest we will get to that Ballon d'Or golden boy that was that Joao Felix. We're going to be able to see that emerge over the years to come. And part of that is keeping Lewandowski young. Lewandowski's 35, but age is but a number in this sport. Lewandowski takes really good care of himself. <laughs> this, like this with his knuckles touching pretty yeah. silly, right? He's just like, This is how I sleep every single day. I think that Joao Felix and Lewandowski have the potential to be a generational partnership, even if it's only for two or three seasons if they end up putting that long <laughs> together. No, but that'll be what we remember years from now being like, Yo, do you remember when Barca had Joao Felix and Lewandowski playing together? And right. it was just freaking Joao Felix was FIFA Street, literally just dragging people with them wherever he's going and freeing up space. Lamina Mall is like 17 years old, figuring out how to play football on the other side where he has so much room because Felix is just commanding the ball. And then Lewandowski's like, oh, look, lots of space for me to put it in again and again and again yep. and again and again and again. And right now, this is the power ranking at the back at the start of this season. Felix only joined on the last day of August, which means he's only been there for like a month, right? This player, this partnership we could be talking about this in a month we could be talking about this in three months and six months as one of the best partnerships from the season and i know that's high praise and it's early on but look at the, the, the proof is in the pudding look at the numbers they're already putting up listen dude four episodes from now we're gonna see the results of joao felix versus uh jude bellingham so i'm i'm excited for that oh. october 29th market calendar oh my god bro i can't wait i think the manchester derby's that weekend too. it's same you know, day. Just yeah. Saying yeah. So, yeah. so same with um there was a big there's a big uh Serie A game that day as well i can't remember who it was i think it might have been the milan is derby, it the milan derby oh bro yeah i think okay, it well, we're been. watching this we'll have a tjw watch party everybody yeah. come on over we're doing it can't but anyway, so can't. number seven it's 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 for lewandowski because he's the one who has 10 goal involvements in nine games but it's for lewandowski with Joao Felix together. Let's put them in together. Because if we combine their stats, then they might have one CR7 return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how I love taking the piss. <laughs> do I move to number six? Let's do it. Yo, we talked about this guy. And I, I want to make it a weekly tradition. I willed Erling Holland to Man City. I like to think I did that single-handedly. Because you remember for how long I was talking about Erling since that Salzburg Champions League debut. I was like, "Oh, this is the guy for City. Like, we yeah. have to get this guy." And I said that year after year after year. I was like, <laughs> "All through, he went to Dortmund, stayed there for." I was like, "Go get him, please. We have to go get this done." And and it did. I'm gonna do something similar with Victor Boniface, but it's not to come to City. It's just to propel him into Push a conversation of the world's best. And to be honest, I'd love for him to stay at... Uh, Yo, he's at been getting Asian. mentioned in a few posts. I've been seeing his name all around the place right now. It's like, oh, yeah. Nigeria's, oh sure. Nigeria's strikers are, are firing. And I'm like, yeah. They're on all cylinders. Bro, I, this might be this might be who United end up going for. Who they're like, oh, yeah, they're like, well, they can't score like a that. Nigerian striker. He's like, no, I wanted Victor. Oth- <laughs> Fine. 
No, we have Victor. Victor we have another Victor. We'll get you another Victor. As we'll get you a better Schultz Victor. would say, we got we a Kirkland Victor Osimhen. <laughs> Like I said, we can't get Victor members. O. We'll get you Victor B. Okay, it's ju just as good. He's like right there. He's not quite as good, but he's like he's cheaper. You know, Sergio Ramos, and they got Sergio Romero instead. Like, hey, we got him Sergio R. <laughs> it happens all the time, man. This is my club. <laughs> this is what we're looking at. Right now, what we have is it, bro, drunk by here. this season. Villain? This season for right now, in terms of returns, Boniface has had a better season so far than Osman has. Yeah, well, also in terms of in terms of returns, on TikTok by his club, so I don't know about that. I know. He has, <laughs> so he said to deal with more adversity. Is that his reasons? Yeah, there's so much adversity. Yeah. We need Kvara down there to come back to full force. Been calling coconut. Just... I think we let Osimhen have a day off. <laughs> I, bro, listen, I have the Osimhen jersey right here. I'll never forget his contributions. Dude deserves way more respect than what's happening right now. However, if we're gonna talk about the hottest, you know, Nigerian striker right now. He might not even be the hottest Nigerian striker named Victor, okay? Because Ooh. Victor Boniface right now, eight games played, eight goals, three assists. Take the flamethrower and set wherever you play on fire. Victor Boniface is coming for everything. Wants to smoke, wants absolutely everything. When we're Because we're entering a top five discussion here, right? That's 11 goal involvements. When we talk about player power rankings, dude, Nines who score a lot are yeah. pretty much at the top of this list. So, I mean, it speaks to who the hell we have above him. The fact that he's he's technically on the outskirts of the top five. I know I've watched him more, but we've talked about him over the last couple of weeks. Talk to me about this return, because this is a player like it's his breakout season, right? This What'd is you say it was eight goals, three assists? Eight goals, three assists, and eight games played. That's ridiculous. Anybody oh, by the way, Leverkusen, more top than a of the goal league. a game? Yeah, and Leverkusen is lightning on fire. I, I love what they're doing right now. Granted, not really watching them that much, but I like what they're doing. I like what they stand for, at least, which is a challenge <laughs> in the Bundesliga. Right. Um, and fun. Just lots of fun. Yeah, definitely. So much their fun to their watch. approach to it is nice. Yeah. Any goal, any player that can get you more than a goal a game, elite. Elite for form, right? Like, obviously, right, he's got right, a right, lot right. more to prove. But form is is elite if you can get more than a goal a game. That is almost yep. guaranteed that you're going into every game, going 1-0 up. Because guess what? The center backs are aware of it. The the wing backs are aware of it. Everybody's on, on notice because they're like, okay, how are we going to keep this man down? So you're already going in with an advantage because they know if you give him space, he's going to score because he's got the confidence, he's got the form, right. he's got the abilities. Obviously, we've seen it. And, uh, and, and yeah, he's, like I said, he's on form. So you're going in mentally 1-0 down. Right. And then he scores, like, all the time. And then he does it, So you, yeah. you, you go in 1-0 down, and then he puts you 1-0 down. Yeah. And you're like, damn it, this sucks. And I'm so hot So on dangerous. This, Anybody I'm that sure. can back their stats up is so dangerous. The way that he's playing, too, when you watch him, and I encourage everybody to watch Bayer Leverkusen. Like, if you're going to watch a German team this year, please, please, please watch Bayer Leverkusen. It's not just the fact that he's, like, scoring tap-ins or he's, like, in the right place at the right time. He'll get the ball with the back to the feet and then just turn and just push everybody off him and then be one on one and score. It's remarkable the quality of the goals that he's scoring as well, not just the quantity because it's every game, yeah. but they're bangers. They're fantastic goals for him to be scoring. And I, I will fully concede we do this a lot on the show. We get suckered in, we get so suckered into the hype. We're like, bro, form is class. They're awesome forever. But that's not the case always. That's not really how it works. However, what's a power ranking, dude? Are power rankings forever? Nope, it is nope. alive. It's a snapshot of right now. And right now, he's in the conversation for the hottest strikers in the world right now. 
The problem is he's not a number five because the dude who keeps him out is another Bundesliga striker from Guinea. Okay, so the African strikers are setting the world on fire who actually... <laughs> he came this close to breaking Lewandowski's record for goal uh, for, for the most amount of goals at the start of the season. He's only played six matches this season, Mina, and Serhu Gyasi has 10 goals and one assist domestically. Wow. Not including cup competitions, not including European games. Six games, 10 goals, one assist. Wow. Incredible. What's his running been? Do you know? Has he played anyone of note? Also, I don't know where he plays because I have never. He plays for account. Stuttgart. Sorry, I should say that. He okay. plays for Stuttgart, who are currently in second place in the Bundesliga. Okay, They've only lost once. He's propelling them forward. Right now, career wise, he's he's kind of bounced around some teams in France and in Germany. So it's not like he's he's 21 years old. He's 27. But I don't think that matters. What did we just say about power rankings? They're snapshots. This is not a player yeah. who has to go move to United for hundreds of months. That could be let Boniface do that. For right now, if you're pulling up six games into a Holland set the Prem on fire last season because he had nine goals in the first five games. This dude's got 10 and six. (laughs) Come on, bro. Like, that's a big deal. And by the way, it was 10 and five because he didn't score in the last game. So just let's just keep this in mind. The contributions right now, the teams that they've played have just been, they've been Bundesliga staples, right? So basically we're looking at like Cologne, who they beat, but he didn't score in. He scored a few against newly promoted side. He scored a hat trick against Mainz. Uh, he scored against Leipzig in a game that they lost. Nonetheless, bro's put bro's doing his job. This is not the conversation about Stuttgart getting into the Champions League. This is not a conversation about him moving to a serious, huge club. This is not me saying, oh, he's the next Kolomuani and he's going to move to PSG for 90 plus. No, nope. right. no, no, not saying any of those things. I'm just really excited by a player who in six games, he's going to play 34, by the way, in six, he's got 10. Yeah. Probably not 34 because he's probably going to go to AFCON. But yeah, that, right, that would right, be right. nice. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I'd right, like okay. to see if he AFCON. does actually come. Where do you say he's from? He's from Guinea. Well, I hope to make it to AFCON. I don't know who's at. <laughs> I don't know if they're at AFCON or not. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even better. If they don't, then he if will play 34. Then, then he's there, and yeah, he's yeah. going to have 70 goals. He's like, no, bro, this is me. I'm just going to. Like, it'll work forever. For him, his class, I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lewandowski, what's your record? Screw you. Nice. I'm breaking it. <laughs> Victor Boniface, nice, you're not man. even the best African in this league. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> and the name is probably not one that people are going to hear a whole lot because, like I said, like our focus will go towards the most valuable players. His transfer market value is 15 mil, dude. Right? Like, we're going to look at, but if he was 20 and doing this, people would be like, whoa, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, this that would be insane. Deal. Yeah. When we look even within, because we understand that flags affect your transfer value. If he was from one of the, we'll put in, we'll put in like the air quotes here, one of the hotter African nations, we'd go, oh, damn. Like if, even if he's Moroccan or if he's Nigerian, how much is he worth? But he's from Guinea. Yeah. I couldn't tell you one player from Guinea who I could ever be like, oh, yeah, he was like world class dude from Guinea. And I might just be forgetting. But even within... Like we're forgetting someone important here. I feel like we're forgetting somebody important too. But even off the top of my head, I'm like, no, if he's from like Cameroon, right? If he's from Ghana, right. like there's like staples in Africa that people are like, oh yeah, like that, 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 like I know several players who have come from that nation. I couldn't tell you one off the top of my head anyway. Nabi Keita. From Guinea. Oh. Elish Moriba. Thanks. Elish Moriba? Oh yeah, bro. That's yeah, my yeah, guy. Yeah. That's the dude. Yeah. Barcelona's finest export. <laughs> Elish Moriba, bro. The freaking man. Anyway, so I don't want to spend too much time on him because he, he does open up the top five, but we do still have some meaningful names to get to. Plus, 
our honorable mentions. I think that this is a good place for him, if I'm honest. In terms of the power rankings, I think he should be ahead of, uh, of Victor Bonifish because it's not just 11 goal involvements in eight games and eight for eight. It's 10 goals in six games. That's incredible. Are you telling if, me that if after... his name was like Florian Wurtz or someone, it, like people would be going nuts. Yeah, people would be going nuts. Yeah. yeah. No, I, Any I, player I'm starts a season like this, they're like, holy crap, this is like the yeah. greatest player that we've ever seen. Well-deserved. That's what he's doing. Well-deserved. A freaking unbelievable player, at least for the start of the season. Let's see how long this goes for. That's a different conversation. But for right now, in this power ranking, crack the top five on a TJW power ranking, bro. Not too shabby. Well done. We move to number four. Numero quatre. Let's go. This is where I've decided to... Wonderful French, by the way. Very, very Thank well you. pronounced. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very, that. very impressed. Thank you. At number four, numero quatre, I've put Erling Holland. I think this all is the way high down enough, to be I think this is high enough for him. I think that the, the players above him have had better returns. Erling Holland, eight games played, eight goals, two assists this season. Business okay. as usual for Erling Holland. Business as Erling usual. Erling Holland has... And it's, we try not to factor it in, but it's impossible not to. When you know a player's levels, it's really hard to not compare them, not just everybody else, but to their own levels. Bro, this is, Holland, this is just business as usual. I'm not yeah. like super impressed. I'm like, whoa, Holland's killing it again. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is early. You're used to it, yeah. And that's terrible because it's like, bro, he's, Suffering what more could this success. guy be doing? He's suffered from success. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, like he's doing a great job. I have, yeah, but it's the same know. like when, when Mbappe scores like 50 goals a season in, in Liga and everybody's right. like, yeah, well, it's Liga and it's Mbappe, right? But right. he like, has to do it. Just in the Prem alone this season, just in the Prem, seven matches, eight goals, one assist. Okay, because right. the other one's from a Champions League game. He's got eight goals in the Premier League in seven games. <laughs> I know it was nine goals in five last season, so it seems like he's wrecked the curve. Bro, I don't, I don't know how many goals Erling Haaland had by, by the end of the season. And right now, City are in not a great run of form. He didn't score yesterday. And so, therefore, I'm like, well, oh. I guess that's it. You can't oh, be number no, one. How dare he? How dare he not score in that one game? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be fickle with it. I just want to judge Erling Haaland by Erling Haaland's expectations. And this is... Okay. What I expect from Erling Holland. I don't, I'm not that, like that is to say that you expect him to break the record again this season. No, like to no, judge no. him based on last season is is to judge him based on a record breaking season. I would think he'll get 30 again, but not 36. I said that. I said that in the thing. Even if All he right, gets so like between be, 26 and he's gonna have cooler stages than last season, then like that's that's just right. something that we gotta expect. He pushed the boundary so far last season that yeah, to break to to administer that to us again, to have us be like. Oh my God, he did what? Yeah. He needs to do a lot. And that includes doing something we've never seen before. Last season, he did that. I don't expect him to do the same last season, but he doesn't need to be number one on the power ranking. Who cares? If Erling Holland has 15 goals in 10 games played, I'll be like, that's great. Yeah, that's what Erling Holland does. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, he should be doing better. That's not my position here. I'm not saying Erling Holland's only number four because he's not as good as he was last year. It's not that. It's just he's got eight goals. And an assist, so nine goal involvements in seven Premier League games. That's the best in the league. Again, <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like people will be hard on him, they'll criticize him, but that's he's one of one once again. So I'm not here to criticize him. I just think that there have been players above him this season who have impressed me more technically because I'm judging by their own levels, right? I'm judging by what I've seen from them. So who is one of those players? If we can like what do you want to say anything about Erling Holland? 
No, like we know, we you know have everything to hear who's above him. I think, to know, I, right. yeah, I, I need to see who's above him because I thought Erling Holland for you would have been one of the top three players, but um, to put him like not even bronze, I, I need to know who's third, second, and first for that. Well, I'll tell you, recency bias does have a tremendous impact on this, and it's not because Holland didn't score yesterday; it's because another player scored four goals yesterday in one game, and this is a power ranking recorded on the day after. Lautaro right. Martinez has started the season hot this season, right? Yeah, yes. To the point where in this first six games, he had five goals and an assist. Well, guess what? Yesterday, he scored four more. So now in seven matches, he has nine goals and an assist. Just domestically. Just barely made it into the top three <laughs> based on yesterday. Yep. Bro, he, he would have been there. He would have just, yeah, just been like a little six or something. If he scored one goal yesterday, he might be towards the end of this list. Yeah, he scored yeah. two yesterday. We might put him a little higher. If he scored a hat-trick, bro, you're telling me that no, he's got hat-trick. eight goals? Y- yeah, he's you got the same that. as Holland. He's got four in one game. Yeah, if if I scored four in, in one ranking. game and, and someone didn't put me in a power ranking, which is a snapshot of the current window, then I'd, I'd be pretty pissed off. What are we meant oh, to do? I, I get it. Yeah. And to be honest, if Holland scored a hat-trick against uh, Wolves, we would have been like, oh, yeah, well, Holland's got now 10 goals in seven games, and so he's going to be above it, right? Yeah. Like, that's what the power ranking is. I think that Lautaro Martin, I'm not saying he's a better striker than Holland, obviously. Obviously. But let's let's look at what's happened this season. Inter are really, really, really freaking good. Lautaro Martinez has found, struck up a wonderful partnership with Mr. Tucham. And so what are we looking at here now? One of the best strikers in Europe. Lautaro's taken that step again. It seems like he's finding new levels over and over and over again because scoring, bro, we can't, like, even if you fluke four in a game, because you're not going to score four in a game very often. We look at your return at the end of the season. That's what you're judged by at the end of the season, right? If you score two or three or four in a game, it doesn't really, really matter all that much because they're winning anyway. If you score four in a game that ends four, three, fine. But in a game like yesterday, they smashed them. What's the difference? Lautaro's becoming a better player. He used to be a great player to play off of a nine who works really hard to afford, namely Lukaku, more time on the ball to do, you know, to, to get the better out of him. Now it's becoming, this is the Lautaro Martinez show. And after that horrendous performance of the World Cup last year, I think a lot of people were ready to go, no, listen, like Lautaro's just not that guy. He's not that good. Mm-hmm. I think we have a different opinion now. I think after seeing guy. the Champions League campaign they went into and the way he's starting this season, Every time that we start to talk about Lautaro Martinez, the, the next time we talk about him, we're talking about him in higher regard than the previous time we spoke about him. That's true. He he has constantly been going up. His trajectory has been going up. So I think it's fair for him to, to put him in this conversation. Right. And so maybe right now it's a little hot because it's the power rankings that he just scored four. They won 4-0 yesterday. And he scored all four goals. Uh, yeah. You can't ask for more than that. That's a pretty cool feat. And they, by the way, it was nil-nil before he came on. He got subbed on in the 55th minute. Four off the bench. Wow. Come on, dude. Come you on, know what man. I mean? If like, you score four damn. goals in 35 minutes, let's go. What are you talking about here? Let's go. This is a player. Can we move on to number two? Let's do it. At number two, bro, I'm putting Harry Kane. Yeah. Who I think is the cream of the crop right now. I know the last like four or five players have been strikers. Honestly, I think mo- no. Maybe this whole list has been strikers more or less, pretty much, with the exception of a couple of nature players. of the game. It's the that's yo, the that's the, the way that that works. Much easier to quantify game. than you know someone else. It's true. Harry Kane moved to Bayern Munich. That was a big deal. Bayern Munich have questions about them, but Harry Kane answers a lot of those questions. Yeah, 
He's played seven games this season. You know, he's got nine goals and four assists. Wow. That's 13 goal involvements from Harry Kane. Do you expect anything less? I sure as nope. hell didn't. He's doing exactly what Harry Kane does. Harry Kane is usually the best player in the team that he plays in. I think that nothing's changed here. And I think if anything, this kind of return, basically the stake that he's making here is basically to say, Holland will probably win this Ballon d'Or. Probably. He will. But I'm winning the next one. Right. Because I'm going to go get you 30 goals and 15 assists. Because Lewandowski couldn't do that. Lewandowski will get you a lot, a lot, a lot of goals for Bayern. But he wouldn't play the ball the same way. Harry Kane can do that and will. And so I think that if if Harry Kane ends up in a position here where by this return, which by Kane's own standards, won't diminish throughout the year. We've seen that. It's not like he's 20 and we're like, well, he's in great form right now. This is a world-class player who proves every time he steps on the pitch, he's there to score goals. Many, many, many goals. I have no reason to believe why at the end of this season, Harry Kane's not looking at a 40-plus goal involvement, if not closer to 50. And if that's the case, dude, especially with what we think Bayern will be able to do domestically in Europe. Yeah. Could win the Ballon d'Or. There's and I'd love there's that. no I'd argument. So man, I would be if I'm Lewandowski, I'd be so pissed <laughs> if he actually does. I would I genuinely <laughs> like sue France football. If I'm Lewandowski and in <laughs> Harry Kane's first season of asking, scores less goals than me than I usually did every single year <laughs> and wins a Ballon d'Or, I'm right. suing everybody involved. Fair. Including Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah, especially Lionel Messi, to be honest. If he takes this one off Holland, he's gonna have he's gonna have hell to pay because there's gonna be a lot of people who are like, no, no, no. I have a lot of reasons why I don't think that's gonna happen, but I hope not. It's not the episode for today. Messi's not in my top yeah. 10, by the way. Can't stay fit. No. Really, really good for Miami, though. Good for yeah. Miami. But yeah, anyway, so it's the, we get to the point of the list here where there's not a whole lot to say about these players because I feel like we talk about them every week. Every week, I'm more impressed by Harry King because I'm like, well. There we go. Leipzig started to thrash Bayern this week, and it was 2-0 after 25 minutes. Kane scored a penalty, brought him back in the game, then they drew. Bayern tied the game. It's just a constant Dude. threat. Like, you can't it's shut just like, you can do You can do your best, and then Harry Kane's going to score. And that's the story. Of the game. Right. And that's against the best teams in the league, by the way. He's yeah. going to have meaningful impact. Against the lower-end teams in the league, Kane got five goal involvements in one game. That pad. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, <laughs> two assists. Bro, how many teams in the Bundesliga do you think Harry Kane can do that to? Almost all of them, like almost of all 14, of them, 13, 11, almost <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know what I mean? Like a good, at least half the table, pretty much. He can yeah. be like, yeah, listen, like I can, I'm going to do some serious damage here. Yeah, and he's probably right. Here. So this is not the Bayern Munich show. If we're doing Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich are not this high on the list because they have, they have issues right now, but Kane answers pretty much all the questions and the turmoil doesn't affect him. It affects Bayern and the team around him. If there's, you know, if maybe they're not playing the best tactically, if, you know, yeah. Tuchel hasn't come in and been the manager that I think everybody thought, including myself, thought that he would make this team. Doesn't make a damn bit of difference to Kane. Kane's going in there, scoring goals the way he always has and always will. And he finds Agreed. himself at number two on this list. And the only reason he doesn't find himself at number one is because, believe it or not, dude, there's a nine goal involvement player with seven goals. All of them are late winners. And he literally decided to name himself the Redeemer. I guess I named him that. Jude Bellingham. He's yeah. the best player in the world on form right now. I don't think anybody can deny that, right? You're going influence over volume here. Yeah. He scored winner yeah. after... Like, Madrid are where they are because Jude Bellingham has scored six game winners. Bro has yeah. seven goals, and six of them were game winners. What? Did you see his assist yesterday? No, I didn't. It oh, was, is it the it Travella? Was, 
Yeah. 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 And he goes, yeah, where'd you learn to do outrageous. it? He's like, oh, I've been training with Luka Modric every day for the last three months. Oh, of course. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. It's not just like the CR7, you know, clutch time. Cause I watched those highlights for my entire life. It's that I train with Luka Modric every day now. So I just learned the Travella pass. Yeah. You can see that from of me. Of course too. you did. We'll figure it out. Of course you did. Yeah. I mean, there's worse teachers to, to be under the tutelage of than Luka Modric and Tony Cruz. So <laughs> I know that technically he's not really playing the midfield role for Real Madrid yeah. here. It's like an advanced Which, 10. And like in some cam, of the games, he's been, playing a, he's been playing a striker in some of them. Yeah. Literally. But, but. Eight games played for the midfielder that is Jude Bellingham. And it doesn't matter how he's playing for the 90. You know why? It would matter if they weren't winning. If he wasn't scoring the game winner. But he is. Like six times. Dude. What are we talking about? Jude Bellingham is obviously the, the challenge most of being from Birmingham, so that's also equally impressive. <laughs> <laughs> to take while out of learning the Spanish, unbelievable. How much Spanish? Do you think he knows more Spanish than me at this point? He's lived there for three months. See, here's okay. the thing: immersion learning a language is so much more different than than it's, anything it's else, totally right? Like yeah. being in the country, you could probably pick up conversational abilities in that language within like yeah two two to three months, and he's I been there so for that long. I know. I think that he's probably cooking in because I don't think he's. There's some players who just don't want to adapt when they're there. They're just like, no, maybe they don't have the confidence. They don't have the the bravado. They don't have whatever it is. They don't want to learn. They don't want to settle. <laughs> maybe they're not that happy. <laughs> like who? <laughs> Michael Owen. Yeah, there you go. There's there's tons of examples. I I don't feel that's Bellingham. I feel like Bellingham. Well, even Bale. Bale knew he was just shy. Bale was he's there like, for I don't a while. I want to talk yeah. to you guys in Spanish. He's like, like I have a Welsh accent. Golf. I can't speak Spanish with a Welsh accent. They'll make fun of me. Whereas, I think Bellingham's like, yeah, bro, let's learn. Yeah, let's do it. Run it up. I want to learn. And I think he has. And everything. He's just been a sponge since he got there. He's clearly learning from among the best in the world. The way he reacts when his teammates do things. It's not that Jude Bellingham's been perfect when he steps on the field. But in terms of making an impact, this is the best that you can have. You can't have better than match winner after match winner after match winner after match winner as a dude who just came in for nine figures and you're already like yeah i'm gonna live up to this because i'm gonna i will be the reason that we have these points all of them you know what's you know what's most impressive about this whole thing of oh, drew bellingham at real madrid is just how comfortable he is at being the guy yeah it's crazy how comfortable he is at being the guy right. in real madrid mm-hmm. in this yep. new era of madrid with everything that's going on the the team is changing they've got a lot of questions about them no striker Cruz and Modric are on the way out obviously on the downhill of their career new stadium everything you know not defending champions and didn't really do too well in in the Champions League didn't win it mm-hmm. and for them they do have a divine right to do that so for yep. Real Madrid it's not been the best year last year so how comfortable he is at being the guy while being a complete foreigner in this new country, in a new league, and just taking it all in, just like arms wide open, just taking it all in and just pissing people off on the pitch, just with suave and comfort. It's That's been the most impressive thing, is just the way he's been able to do that. So well said. He settled in so well, and I'm very, very happy to put him at the top of the TJW power ranking. Now, normally we'd end it here, but I do have to give my honorable mentions because there's a few players who, to be honest, deserve credit. Like, this is an elite list here. Right, we were talking about some of the world's very, very, very best, and some players have started the season extraordinarily well. Okay, one of whom I have to bring up this game that happened yesterday. This is a bit of a stat padding incident, okay? Because this should not be the return that he has. But you know, you get a hat trick, bro, and all of a sudden you're looking at a way, way better return. Ollie Watkins, bro, 
Ollie Watkins, seven games yeah. played this season, four goals, three assists. 6-1 slappage. Destroyed Brighton. Brighton have that tendency. Eh? Where just every once in a while, they're just like, yeah, wait, they lose, our they, line's they too lose. high. <laughs> <clears throat> the thing that happens is, I was, I was talking to Diego about this yesterday, and I'm like, there's a reason why teams at the lower end of the table can't play like City. They want to. It'd be great to play like City. But City leave themselves really exposed in some moments. So you have to have the world's best to execute this plan yeah. to absolute precision. Because if you don't, you can get absolutely run through. Even City at times have been run through for botching it. Brighton squad cost 18 million to assemble. And they can do pretty much what City does every single week. And it's unbelievable because it's you, you shouldn't be able to do that. How do you have players good enough to be able to do this? Yeah. Every once in a while, you're kind of reminded they don't. <laughs> they're, they're just <laughs> they're punching above their weight here. They're figuring this out. Really and well organized. Yeah. That happened last season at Newcastle, where Newcastle destroyed them. And it happened again Saturday morning when Villa Villa's XG was like 1.5. They scored six. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, like they're just Watch. like, what the hell happened here? If you're Brighton, you're like, we didn't even give up like six bad up. What the hell happened here? Yeah. They just got ran through. And and Watkins is a huge part of that. So I have to give credit to Ollie Watkins because even if it's from a hat-trick, you scored a hat-trick in the Premier League and you now have seven goal involvements in seven games. And by the way, Aston Villa, we put tremendous pressure on and expectations for what they were supposed to accomplish this season. That's how you send a message. Yeah, definitely. Especially to Brighton because Brighton, we're going to be in that conversation with them, right? I also have to give uh, credit to Olivier Giroud, bro. How old are you going to be before you just give it up? Never. Six games played, four goals, three assists. Suck it. Unbelievable. Incredible. Like fine wine. I like it. And and by the way, AC Milan done some incredible things. Like Leao, three goals, three assists this season. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulisic, really, really good. Yassine Adli, waited, waited for his moment. Now he's got the 10. He's he's playing in that position. Tajani Reiners, bro. Dudes hasn't played a bad, well, more or less, hasn't really played a bad game yet for Milan. They're looking really, really good. I'm very, very impressed with what they're doing. But I'm Giroud, impressed at how much Giroud can keep this up. Like, for how long? Easy For how every, long? Every year, it's like, this is it. It's just side quests, and he's still putting out crazy returns. Yeah. Six games played, he has seven goal involvements, and he's 38 years old. Doesn't even play very much. They're not stars. He's not playing 90 minutes. Come on, dude. That's ridiculously yeah. impressive for Giroud. Uh, Travis Simons, we touched on last week. Six mm-hmm. games played, three goals, four assists. I was talking to Joe about this last week. Like, talk about hitting the ground running. Yeah, bro, bro pulled up and said, "I was really good in um, in the Dutch league last year. Let's try Germany." I'll, he said, "I'm going to learn German in four months. I promise." <laughs> he, they literally, he like, imagine it. having that confidence. He's like, "Yeah, I'll just, I'll just learn German." He's one of the players that, in this kind of era where everybody's so not overcoached, but like coached to death, where if this happens, you do this. If this happens, yeah. you do this. There's not very many players who have that kind of like woke spirit on the pitch where they're just like, no, what, what do I see right now to go make things happen? Javi Simons is, is that kind of player. And what does it turn into a better than goal a game return? Yeah. For Leipzig who are in the champions league, like bro. Crazy, crazy, so nice. crazy return. Yeah, yeah. He deserves nothing but credit. If he had three goals, four assists in 15 games, I'd be like, damn, not bad, son. He's got it in six. Yeah. That's incredible. Incredible. Uh, Killing Mbappe. I'm sure people are like, where the hell is Killing Mbappe? Killing Mbappe, bro. I guess I can throw him in. Eight goals in seven games played. 
like I said, Holland, like I'm judging based on on a curve, and that's not more impressive than I don't think anybody who I've included in my top ten here. Now, no, plus credit PSG should be given really, to him. Really be having like a good. That's kind of exactly it. Credit, I think, has to be given to Mbappe for continuing to just do business as usual with the fact that he's playing yeah. under a new manager with new teammates, right? As they're trying to basically figure out this new front line and what it looks like without Messi, without Neymar. Because say what you will about Messi and Neymar, but the intuition that Mbappe could play with, he Messi knew, oh, yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's right there. there. So I'll just play him. And then he would. Now that that's gone and Mbappe is like one of one, that guy, it's great that he's got eight goals in, you know, in seven games, but Mbappe is way more than that. Like this dude is the kind of player who we know should be having, you know, eight ten goals plus. and assists in 10 Definitely games. 10 You know plus. what I mean? Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're used to seeing from Mbappe because Mbappe is the best player on planet earth. I can't include him in the power ranking right now, but I would imagine Mbappe would like, obviously it's clear skies for Mbappe. He's not going to be yeah, worse. Yeah. He's the best player in the world. He'll figure out how to get there, but he's not in my top 10. Couldn't make it. Felix, we talked about earlier. And the last name I'll leave you with is outside of Europe's top five league, so I couldn't include him, but he has an incredible return this season too. Santiago Jimenez, a U22 Mexico international playing for Feyenoord. Seven games played, 10 goals, two assists. Seven games played, 10 goals, two assists? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Not a, freaking that's bad, right? Yeah, that's impressive. Not freaking bad at all. Let's do it. I'm running up. Next World Cup, Chicharito at home. That, yo. Yeah. <laughs> 2026 learn that Sully. Uh, i can't wait bro <laughs> so anyway i couldn't include him he's not part of uh, europe's top five leagues and like i said cr7 is the only one who i would include from outside of there because he's even better return but still very impressed with all the players in the honorable mentions and the top 10 guys let me know what you thought of my list please feel free to interact with uh with it and reach out to us if you disagree or if you dislike any of it yeah you know, or just what do you think of my edit michael at, at, at uh at Nathan, <laughs> on the on the michael what did you think of my edit, bro? Oh, the edit is hilarious. I can't wait it's for everybody so, to see it's it. It's so topical. It's it's so funny. I, love it. <laughs> I can't wait for everybody to see it. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Drizzle Podcast. As always, I've been your host, Mr. Nathan Santos. With me, it was so good to have brethren back in the co-hosting chair. Dude, thank you so much course, for joining man. me this week. Of what course. a pleasure. This week, we did the player power rankings, the best starts to this season. We sincerely hope you guys enjoyed. For more Jersey Wall content, click the link in the description. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast, baby.